0: The red light is on and we are live to the only MMA podcast that gives you financial advice while we drink. I'm your host, Jolly Roger, alongside Bill and Jess, and this is Championship Round. The 2022 season in the books. UFC is over. We are days away from the first event of the 2023 calendar year. We made it. We made it a, almost a full year. We started in 2022, made it almost a full year. Bill, I think that you were with us for the ride up until I think episode two or three is when you decided to join this crazy party. I'm here with with Bill to recap this 2022 year and a preview at what 2023 is going to look like, who we think is going to break out, maybe who's going to hold the strap on December 31st, and also to give a recap of our favorite events, fights, finishes. But to start off, Bill, as we always do, how are you doing?
1: Doing well. We we did survive. Uh, people probably thought we were MIA and we were for a while uh i am back for 2023 uh i don't know how much of joining this podcast was my decision but here i am
0: (laughs) yeah you got you started for a segment and and then this segment branched into the co-host with everybody i
1: i loved (laughs) the segment i think i should go back to the segment guy but we'll talk about that later when we're off the air Uh, Hope everybody had a great 2022. Uh, Looking forward to 2023. A lot of exciting things going on in MMA. A lot to talk about. A lot of bets. I think I'm going to focus more on just props. And I'm going to track them from start to finish. And then at the end of the year when we do this recap in 360 days or so, uh, I expect that we will be plus money in strictly betting props. Now, I'll, of course, throw out, you know, overs under who I think is going to win. I want to f- focus on the For the People parlay, give back to the community, all the tens of people that have listened. Uh, <laughs> like, that will be fun. Uh, sponsoring more fighters. Autumn Norton, again, you're going to hear me. You're going to get tired of me mentioning her name. The queen. Care. The queen. Uh, that's, we'll, that's
0: the girl right fights, there.
1: Fights next week. We will be on location, but we'll get to that in a moment. Excited for 2023. I'm just going to look at props and excited to talk about some of the fights from the past year. How are you?
0: I'm good. It's it's been a hell of a year. I think that that's why we we had kind of gotten a little derailed from the podcast and everything towards the end of the year. But we're back. We're in full swing. I I think we're better than ever, actually. And something you said, good things
1: are on the horizon.
0: Something you just said, I want to touch on, and it's might be the biggest recap of 2022, and it's the reason why you're deciding to stick with props versus everything else. And I think that there's one clear reason why that is. And do you want to address that reason? I think it's a one reason.
1: <laughs> we didn't talk about this before we started and I'm glad we didn't because I have it circled on my paper in front of me it's the Jared Gordon effect ladies and gentlemen whether it's at J- least that's it's that's where I'm going to. Jared it Gordon is- got robbed
0: it, that was so i have
1: oh no you ever, don't agree you know, i love it we're no, off no, no. To a great so start we'll,
0: we'll say this I can see how patty won but not based off of the judge's scorecards now, I can see how you give Patty round three if you're going strictly off of damage in a judging score case. Now, you have a man that was limiting damage because he wasn't throwing or striking, but Gort kind of phoned it in that that round three. The issue that I had with the whole thing is that he was given round three by two of the three judges. That. That means that he was set up for failure to begin with, and that's what doesn't absolutely sit well with me. So he was absolutely
1: you, set up. If
0: you want to give Patty rounds two and three, and I thought it was actually, I thought it was based off of the judging criterion, what we've seen from him, that they were gonna give Patty the nod on two three because of damage. And it wasn't a lot of damage, but Gordon didn't look to really do damage and settle finished in round three listen we just realized the same judges we realized in the same
1: states it doesn't matter it's the same judges in the same states and i will not endure another year of okay i bet money my fighter won i got robbed yeah i'm not doing it jolly i'm not doing it props only, and I think we have the edge there, too.
0: It is, it is. Props That's, only for me. That is, I think, where we have, if we were this track, which we'll be getting into this year, we'll be getting a lot more into the, the tracking and being able to, so that the fans can see how we're doing, can see where our sharp edges are, and also maybe just some, some feedback for us to help us become better betters and better for the community as a whole try to help out, but I think I'm if we were to look at it, it's the more often than not it's submissions, KOs, or fight goes the distance. When every when it's these big plus money, when it's kind of the shout out to our boy Harry, the reverse brain effect, the reverse brain over. When you think there's no way in hell that this fight can go the distance, and then you you hit it because. Well, there's no way it goes distance, and then it goes. There's no distance, way that's you know? going to
1: happen. <laughs> that was yeah, the okay.
0: Shout out to Harry. He uses that one a lot. But we'll get. I'll into... actually
1: always shout out to Harry. Harry. Harry's Harry's cool man. I have no problem shouting out Harry.
0: And we'll get into the some of our favorite events and fights of the 2022 year. I'll start off. My favorite event is the UFC London. Aspinall versus Volkov, the first UFC London card. That was one of the most insane cards, atmospheres that I have ever witnessed. That O2 Arena was berserk. Nine, nine award bonuses on that. At just, I had never. That may be the best event I've ever seen in in history in terms of top to bottom. I I've never felt something that's quite felt that way before honestly that it made me revitalized for the sport finishes galore Dana White talked about it in the post fight press conference and i think that was one of the it was if maybe the first or second event that we started this podcast with so it'll always be a little bit infamy for Certainly us
1: on yeah i mean i always hesitate when i say like greatest ever cuz i know i forget a lot off the top of my head, but I'm very comfortable saying it's top five. I mean, that card was just electric, like toaster and bathtub from top to bottom. You'll dude, get no argument from me. I mean, it was just like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. It was, and the Brits, man,
0: they showed out.
1: I'll, I, and they always do. Like when you, when you view MMA in other countries, um, I don't know how many people know this, but I actually spent um, significant time in Japan, and I got to watch some MA, MMA events over there. And like where they still do a lot of their local stuff is the tournament style, where you have to fight three to four times in a single night, like in some warehouse. Like it's it's different in every country, and they're more quiet and they'll applaud. I don't care what sporting event is in England, like outside of Wimbledon, where you have to wear white and. Be quiet. <laughs> they show up and they show out, and they are passionate, man. I will give them that. um That whole card from top to bottom was tremendous. That was, and I see why they go back there. They have a lot of good fighters. They should highlight all of them, and it translates well to New York. Like when they go to MSG, it they translate and they travel. I would I agree wholeheartedly, man. That that card sticks out from last year.
0: Is there is that your favorite too, or do you have one that that you would consider your favorite event?
1: No, I think that might yeah. be it. I mean, there were some other favorites just because I have, you know, fighters that I'm personal with that you know got victory. You know what I mean? Like taking my heart out of it. Cards like that, England card, is what everyone wants to see.
0: Yeah, that was there. I will go favorite KO of the year it's pretty pretty chalk on this one but it's got to be Rocky versus Usman and it has well, to be that do is to, chalk
1: I, I had that written down well, too well
0: the thing is too this, is, this isn't this is when I'm saying favorite this isn't the best this isn't now that was but the best no. event that was the last one but this is because of what the money we had on it the whole situation surrounding it we were in discord no. talking about no. the exact scenarios Bill, we were talking about this, and you hit
1: to the minute what that – I had that, that last 60 down. seconds in the round, Chaos! Okay. <laughs> yeah. hit that wild for like plus 5,000. Yeah, so last of 60 course seconds that of resonates.
0: Four five, it's just that yes. was – And then to just
1: – That's an insane snipe. You gotta, insane snipe.
0: You got to be talking about the commentary right now, Leon's funeral. Oh, this isn't the way there he goes is. out, and then bam – just Anik talking about it, it picture-perfect, movie-type oh. shit. That's, that's the best KO of the year for me. Made an absolute fortune off of that. I think that was the biggest biggest single-fight win that I had had the entire year. There was some pretty insane props because we were up on that card to begin with and were pretty content with, hey, we'll do a couple of darts, see what can hit. Likely won't, but we'll see. And then it just came in 10x at the end of the day. That
1: was a snipe and a half. Um, And that's not why it's my favorite KO. Like, I will never go on record and say, oh, it's my favorite card because of what I won or lost. That doesn't mean anything, really. Looking at it, and this is why it's my favorite KO. And this is probably the last thing that we agree on for the rest of this <laughs> podcast. When you go back and watch that fight, Usman is ahead on every card, every round, right? Leon is like, he has no shot unless he KOs him. It's the corner, not even advice. It's what you hear in between rounds. That that somehow that corner found that resonant frequency with Leon, right? Right. They locked in, keyed in, and it happened at the end of the round where they actually were setting that kick up. I've, I've rewatched this fight a hundred times. Well, all right, probably like thirty times, to where Kamaru got a little predictable, but Leon was out of it. He was mentally checked out. His corner somehow struck him with lightning to wake him up and said, "Dude, this is not you. Come on, Rocky, let's go." And he found that way. He dug down right. You just. Keep digging, keep digging. He could have quit. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of he quit. They mailed in. They're just gonna just survive and lose, and it's over. Edwards didn't do that, and he found that head kick. And how's that not your favorite KO? I mean, listen, frivola took a beating and yeah. came back earlier in the year. Like, there's so many I want to mention, but the Frivola was that has to too his favorite. That was dude. He came. Oh, that might be my favorite fight of the year. Oh, I'm admittedly oh, a okay. oh, we'll, we'll get and to that
0: one. We'll end it. That was there. I'm going to go. But that
1: Leon, it's... I encourage everybody, go back, watch that fight, but listen to his corner in the late rounds. They willed him to win. They did. So, and we've talked about this on other podcasts that probably will get buried. In. I never go back and listen to <laughs> say to out of my own voice, but – the corner the most important corner responsibility to me in MMA is the fighter needs somebody that knows how to wake them up and snap them out of just all right I'm in this fight I had this game plan oh man I got hit with something I didn't think I was going to get hit with now I'm it's easy to revert and be scared and just try and survive that corner's job is to pull you out of that fog and wake you the fuck up to go. And they, they they did that with Leon Edwards. I think that is one of the most beautiful things in MMA because you only have a certain amount of time to do it. And I've talked to pl- plenty of fighters, and they're like, dude, they throw all these combinations at me, do this, do that. He goes, I can't even breathe. I can't see. I'm in paint. You get that good corner man that knows how to relate to that fighter, and they relate it to Leon Edwards. That's what can happen. And the plus 5000 helps you.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's more of it because it's a lot of it becomes second nature and especially when you are in that you're that one two punches away from being unconscious, when you're in the concussed state, when you can't tell up from down, you revert back to your second nature. That's why you always when wrestlers are injured, you always see them shoot and you know I'd say 80, yeah. 80 85% of the time it hey that's the thing to do don't get punched in the face shoot it's you're I'm tired
1: I'm hurt it's, has anyone any I challenge any listener out there and you've been in wrestling right and you swam you've done athletics when you're tired oh yeah your, your brain is your number one enemy
0: well, that's the, the famous quote. It's fatigue makes cowards out of all of us. and it's, Oh just, my God. It's, it's, that's the number one thing. It's just when you get to a point where you're so fatigued, it's your mind shuts down. Everything shuts down. And that was that was to the point where Leon was. He was kind of beside the fact that he wasn't he going was to win. And now you have a he corner that's able to tap in, say what he needs to and you know what? Damn good thing they didn't say any now. They and this is the thing too. When you go back, they give him technical advice early on, and then when they realize that there's no need for technical, like we're getting we're getting outworked in every facet, basically. Yeah. Wait, the, Which the time Usman for does technical is anymore. is out the window. Let's just no. do the one thing we can do, and that's knock someone on their ass. And that's exactly Those are the what he did
1: best. Corners, because there I've seen plenty of fights and plenty of fighters that aren't hurt. They're not in danger. They're in the fight. And they're getting just the worst technical advice. It's not on the fly. I mean, the corner man is, the besides the fighter and the cut man, I mean, obviously. But that lead corner is the most important person a fighter can have. And it makes a lot of difference. And there's no – it's no coincidence, which – I don't believe in that you see the greatest fighters have the best cornermen,
0: yep, I the coaches and cornermen, and that is why there's a guy who I it's pretty it's one of the more unanimous is that Eric Nixick is considered among the greats. There's a reason that he was on that last fight of the year with blades where he was in i think it was Connecticut and then he was flew on a flight to vegas and he was in Correct. these guys corners it was he yeah he, he did said he didn't another sleep event for like 48 hours because of it i know it was a bellator event and then he went to
1: yeah yes, yes 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 exactly so, what it was but
0: that's it it's
1: they need those that they need those certain people there and i tell you what like it
0: That's really what it is and it's the guy you look to or the support, the guy that's willing to kick your people ass. People the, the the, and it's, you can't get that confidence unless you're in the gym with that guy day in and day out. And that's what I don't think a lot of people realize. is These coaches put in the same damn work as the fighters are. In fact, I would even say that it might be more. Because when the fighters are, are training and having their muscles reju- uh, rejuvenate and heal these fighters and coaches pardon are watching film and constantly thinking how they can make their fighter better because at the end of the day that's what eats coaches the most is when the fighter loses it's not oh man he should have been better it's what didn't i do to prepare my guy correctly and it eats at you it's not easy to be a coach man
1: that's a good point and you see some mma gyms right where coaches will focus on some big names but they neglect some of the other fighters yes. they're not as well prepared going into a fight so and we I, actually I just saw that broke with, this down
0: Autumn talked about that about when she had to leave gyms because sure. that was the case that you see wasn't getting what I needed the coaches are focused on getting their names out there and it's also the selflessness of a coach that is not wanting his name out there brilliant by point one or two fighters it's at uh, the Brilliant gym as a whole. point
1: let me go yeah. make my money <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, it's correct. let me just
0: let me have a cash cow that gets there and that's exactly you see it with the gyms we're on Eric Nixick, so you can say the gyms like extreme Couture that constantly are having fighters up and coming that iron sharpen iron sharpening iron and the gym as a whole is a force, and it's a gym that people don't really like, like to see. Elevates another one too that has great
1: for sure, yeah.
0: Athletics and always come in shape. Shout out to our boy DB who trains a lot of them out there.
1: I will see him next week when I go watch Autumn in Denver. That
0: was uh, Justin said to too. That was the one when he said that every time his boys are fighting, it seems like it's a guy that comes from DB's gym. yeah and then you're like ah shit
1: (laughs) because they train them hard it's like ah fuck man it's not an easy out even if you can't fight it doesn't matter it's not an easy out so i just jot it down so i have a bunch of fighters lined up who i'm not going to mention that i reached out to to get on the podcast i don't want to put any names out there yet but Let's get some coaches on, like the unsung yeah. heroes that I, can actually give a lot of in-depth analysis of what they go through and how mentally taxing it is and all, and how they put game plans together. I just brought, I just wrote that down. We're we're gonna get we're gonna get some decent coaches on too. Yeah, right, another where, one like too
0: that. is I for I would say the biggest breakout, not breakout star, but the biggest improvement of the year in my opinion for 2022. We can talk about it's Cheeto Vera, and that's. Credit to Jason Perillo over there at Ruka Gym. His, nah, his, tremendous. He turned a guy that was more of a submission specialist into one of the best strikers in the game. One of the most deadly strikers in terms uh, of... Yeah, uh, yeah. Is, yeah it's where, where it's, I his, remember correctly we're talking yeah. about that. No, no. I, I mean in, in the division right now. Well, I meant more in his division. For not, sure. not. He's not like sure. Izzy or Pierre type guy in terms of striking, but but in terms of the versatility that we're seeing and in that division, Dom Cruz is one of the hardest motherfuckers to hit, and he knocked his ass out.
1: Yeah, Dom's goofy, man. Dom, moves like a drunken orangutan, and Cheeto just was like, nah, bro, nah, see ya. I love Cheeto. Cheeto, Cheeto, one of my favorite fighters to watch.
0: And his growth has been insane to see. We'll go into the favorite sub of the year. And I will, it's the main, for me, it's the main event of UFC London. Aspinall, when he got the straight arm lock against Volkov, was one of the most insane things I've ever seen a heavyweight Solid. do. The last time I've seen a heavyweight with that sort of jujitsu in terms of, it's Say it. overpowering. Say it. Frank Mir probably what. Yeah,
1: I knew you were going to say it. I knew it, and that's, I almost look alike too with that goofy hair. That's, that's I was waiting for it. I'm so excited.
0: That's that's the one guy that I think it's just it's Frank Mir esque with better striking. I still think that Aspinall's going to be champion, and that's what was kind of so tough at the end of this year that my favorite fighters, Gaethje, Aspinall, and Oof. it just. Both of those guys.
1: I had to watch both of those guys go out. It's just... It happens. Listen, I've I've had to watch plenty of my favorite fighters go down. <laughs> I don't <laughs> knock your submission of the year, and I totally agree that he has parallels to Frank Mir. He's, he's got great jiu-jitsu. Aspinall does. He's down, but he's not out. I'll go on record right now as a bold statement and say that Tom Aspinall will beat John Jones at heavyweight the end by the end of this year.
0: Ooh, I think
1: John Jones will come back at heavyweight. I think they're gonna give him Stipe or somebody like that that they're gonna I mean, you don't feed any bike. is not a pushover, but he's not the same. He's I not think right, John Stipe. will John will get a can and then I'll get somebody like a steep A that they think is down and out. Aspinall is going to go win a couple fights. And then I hope, I hope, I hope. And like I said, it's a long shot. This is how I started on the podcast with these long shot segments. I can see a path where Aspinall fights John Jones by the end of the year at heavyweight and Aspinall beats him.
0: Hey, and you know, you want to know what, too? I like it a lot. And that is a plus 2,000-odd to 4 Yes, Yes,
1: yes, oh, and I absolutely yep. hammer, it. That's, hammer it. That
0: was one that's two that I was take. eyeing as well on there. We'll get that, to that at the end, but yes, that's a little bit of a teaser there. That's one that <clears> I could see as a long shot winning as well. I do have an honorable I like mention, I, I oh, got go an honorable yeah, mention. Go I'll actually let you do yours first, and then I'll do mine in case I take it. So what was your first? I have
1: to say day? it. Ah, uh, I, I mean, there are other subs that I thought were better, but just given the situation and given the fight, I have to take Yuri over Glover.
0: Insane. That was an insane finish.
1: We watched that fight too, man. I mean, Glover went full.
0: Full Brazilian. Brazilian
1: Glover, oh, right? He God. just went.
0: Full Brazilian
1: Glover. I, oh. I, I, I just, I cannot let this go without mentioning that, and. Yuri, Yuri got him. It, it was just one of those where you're watching the fight and then all of a sudden, wait, wait, what, what, what? What, what are you doing? And I was on Yuri, too. which is <laughs> I,
0: I think I, I had Yuri inside the distance, actually, for that fight. It was just, I yeah. couldn't believe it when it happened.
1: I'm like, what? What, what are you doing? Why would you? And he just went full Brazil and it's not a knock on Brazilians.
0: But they, I, don't, I try
1: not to knock anybody, but that's his nature. And he went in, and Yuri got him. So I have to give Yuri the props. I have to shout him out. That has to be my sub. Now, listen, somebody's going to be like, oh, Lamos, you know, standing arm bar, and which I'm going to block them from all social media accounts. Oh, I don't want to hear that shit.
0: Oh, no. It's got it's
1: no, it's to be Yuri over Glover. So that's, that's what I'm going to go with.
0: So my other one is – my honorable mention is Matt Schnell on the ABC3 against uh, Sumaderi is who I think – That that was an amazing fight when Schnell was down and out and then he – Yo, Schnell was um, dead seven times over. He was dead to rights and then he cut Sumaderi. And then he's getting blood everywhere on him when he's doing the triangle choke. It just
1: that was wild. Knocks
0: him out cold. Was insane. That was, wild. That, was that was one of it. I was actually in a hotel room watching that and jumping, afraid that the people below me were gonna
1: hotel call. motel. <laughs> yeah. how are they in, baby. <laughs> was afraid
0: that they were gonna. <laughs> I was gonna get a call saying that we got a noise complaint from someone jumping. But that was insane. That was another great listen. One. Yeah. That was if a great card up until the main event, unfortunately, with, yeah, with the way it that it happened.
1: Yeah, I, I, listen, I'm going to skip right over that, <laughs> and I'm going to say if you're new to MMA betting, UFC specifically, bet on Matt Yeah. Like, Yeah. It just Even if it's a little bit, there are certain guys, and I have a list, which maybe this is good for the next podcast, of, hey, I'm new. Who will fight for my money? Matt Schnell is one of those guys that will fight for your money. Like you have to kill him that for that st- fight to be over.
0: Steamroll as well. That's ah, a. Ah, Favolo is one of my favorites yeah. of all
1: time. They will fight for your money. Uh, Tercios, right? Yeah. Like there's just there's just certain guys that hey. I might not win, but I'm never out of it. And they will take the beating of a lifetime for 10 minutes, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy, I've never <laughs> seen a beating like this. There's blood everywhere. The guy can't see, can't walk. And then all of a sudden, they fire back. They, they recover quickly. They'll get dropped six times, but then they're right back in it. They throw, they throw up a sub. Tercios and Match Snow and Fravola are the three. I don't care who they're fighting. I don't care if they're fighting three people. I have no problem putting money on them. They will fight for your money.
0: We'll get into favorite fight of the year. Hmm. Bill, you want to start this one off?
1: Favorite fight? Just one fight?
0: Yes. Just single fight. Favorite fight of the year.
1: Hmm. There's so many, man. I'll, um, I'll start
0: it off, then. I'll start it off. And it's a fight that took place almost 12 months to the date. One of my favorite fighters, if not the favorite fighter, or not, at gauge one, but who's number two, Francis Ngannou versus Ciro Gann. January 11th, 2022. Really? That is one of my favorite fights, just given... Given the circumstances, given the backstory, given the fact that Francis decided to pull out wrestling out of his ass, it. Was, my heart was racing that entire day going there too. The only there's been that a few a fights fight. where it where my heart is raced every time Justin fights. It's there. The only one that I think it might have been more where I felt like I was having heart palpations was actually in Gano versus Stepe. When he was going for this strap, where it was in in my house, there was a tension you could cut with an air. And it's just the only only UFC can bring it where you're just, you know, the circumstances behind it. The two heavyweights, when they get in the octagon, it's insane. And that's what the, you get the backstories coming in. It's, hey, it is, is that staff, is it? On, he's got the knee sleeves coming in. Is it staff? Is it injuries? The injuries yeah, kind yep, of yep. They don't know which knee it is, but they heard that it's a knee. And then you hear it, and he, he looks a little compromised. He's down, and then he breaks out the wrestling that we've never seen. Gets the decision, and then comes out and lets everybody know that his entire knee's blown out. And then to hear he's the backstory, Nick's like going, "Hey, we told him don't fight this. I like, know, don't we? Pull out." But given the contract situation, the backstories, it's it's another That's maybe, a good it's one. another Hollywood esque film, and you That's hear good just where it was, and then also to kind of that cherry on top where you get and and every it goes back and forth of what happened, but then Dana White decided not to get in and give him the belt was one of those that was like, Oh my god. You, Listen, you beat I, the I, I'm not going to. You beat the villain. Like, it was, the, I'm not it had gonna that mention feeling Uncle of Dana. it, man. It was. Yeah, I am not
1: going to mention Uncle Dana tonight. No, um,
0: but that, that is do, it, too. My favorite fighter getting to retain the strap is, it was pretty incredible. I like that fight,
1: and I like the backstory. I like everything that you just mentioned. And real quick, before I give you my probably favorite fight, and it's for goofy reasons. Staff infections. Whatever gym you're at, clean your mat. Oh, what the fuck God. are you guys doing? Clean your shit. Wash up, because that staff is getting nasty. There's
0: Some a couple fighters of the with all
1: infections. It. It's debilitating. Clean your shit. Stop being dirty. Just all right, bleach your damn I'm ass. off that. I... I'm off that soapbox. Here's probably my favorite fight of the year. It's Hamzat Burns.
0: Oh that
1: was a banger. Gilbert Burns is a dog. He stepped in there. Hamzad had all the hype you can possibly he want. And he laid out the blueprint of how you beat him. He's like, "Dude, nobody's untouchable. Nobody's Superman. You want to scrap?" We can sc-. and he sc- and he scrapped. Cuz Hamzad came in finishing every dude. In the first round, he's picking him up. He's talking to Dana White, who I said I was going to mention. He's talking to <laughs> about Dana Dorn, you know, fight. And Gilbert was like, "Game on, dude!" And he beat Hamzat the fuck up. Now he lost the fight. Got I mean,
0: it. it? he lost. He lost the decision. I'm but, I'm not so sure he did either. There's a I huge don't think, case. I, that I'm not could, sure either. Yeah, you could make that. But, he won the fight too, which is incredible. Wait.
1: When you have somebody like Hamzat that has killed everybody in front of him, even on short notice, I mean, he buzzsawed through everyone. And then Gilbert's that first dude to be like, oh, really? Come on. And and he stood in there. And not only did he survive, he landed. Like, yeah. he beat him up. And then every other fighter, which as a fighter, all you need, confidence is the most important thing. Everybody go, oh, wait, he's human? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I can do that. It's no different than uh, people for years could not run a sub, like, four-minute mile, right? Like 9,000 people tried and failed. And then some dude, I'm going to butcher this story, but it's a good story. (laughs) Some dude in, like, 1930 did it. And then the day he did it, within the next 12 calendar months, like 500 other motherfuckers did it. You just need somebody to prove it's possible. And Gilbert Burns just said, I'm a gangster, bro. Like, bring it. So Hamzat, um, a little bit, you know, sh- that that R has been stripped down a little bit. So I give Gilbert Burns all the credit in the world, all the respect in the world. That's probably my favorite fight for that reason. Because he's like, nah, man, he's human. And I'll prove it. And he won out, and he did. Like I said, lost the fight, technically. But... He didn't get walked through like Hamzat was walking through everybody. Yeah, he' gonna walk through Gilbert Burns. That was
0: that was, an, that was a banger from start to finish too.
1: I'm gonna have to go rewatch that a couple times. Yeah, but
0: I think so too.
1: So what, it took me a minute to, to to see. That's why I didn't I, I didn't want to answer your question immediately because I'm thinking like, oh, there's so many good fights, and I so dude, there 20. are fights on undercards that were bangers that oh, people yeah, miss yeah, yeah. but but that gilbert of, burns comes to fight for all the reason.
0: in order to get that favorite yeah you, you gotta have the backstory with it the, everything that goes with it that's what makes the, the favorite fights is some of these backstories because there's countless fights that are just phenomenal it's so hard that I've never seen and those so undercards yeah. too are great Dude,
1: i love prelims it, love them
0: prelims are the ones where you learn the most too because it's a lot of i got a banger
1: prelim and, i got a banger prelim for you this upcoming fight as soon mm-hmm. as we get through some of the recap
0: and then people, so we can we can go a couple of long shots i got a couple of long shots that i think for the heavyweight or for the heavyweights and for the champion on the 31st of december this year i think a good long shot, Aspinall at plus two hundred or plus two thousand. Sorry, is I was just going to say two hundred. Yeah, that one, you're just I, you're banging I, on his knee, healing and being able to have yeah, one or two fights, which is which is really what you're. Banging I hope on there. he beats
1: John. It's, I hope he beats John Jones next December eighth for the heavyweight belt.
0: Well, that's it too. You look at. Cyril might be worth a shot at 300 because Francis is plus 110, but you're kind of you're it's still up in the air whether or not Francis even is with the UFC.
1: Yeah, so, I don't. I would never bet on uh, Francis' future bet, and especially at heavyweight, you won't see me touch plus no. 300 as a future bet. No,
0: that plus 300 plus 300 is gone. Francis is even money, which is insane. Yeah. But...
1: Aspinall at $2,000, you are speaking my language, yeah. right? We could throw a couple dollars on that and just pray. That's fine. That's fine. I have three people that I'm eyeing up to be champion by the end of the calendar year.
0: Who are they? Name them off.
1: And two of them are women.
0: Ooh. Oh, gosh. One. Wow. Who is it?
1: Mackenzie Dern. Really? I still think and believe that Mackenzie Dern will challenge for a title this year, and I think she can win it. Now, she's going to have to be a little active. She'll have to fight. But I think she can get three fights in. And I think she—I'm going to look at the—I haven't even looked at the odds. I haven't looked at the odds for any of these. But as soon as I find them, Mackenzie Dern is one. She's
0: 10,000.
1: Ah, oh, done kid me <laughs> it's the easiest even if it's a ten dollar bet that's easy I'll always bet on Mackenzie Darren you're gonna love the second one Aaron Blanchard.
0: that's why I, yeah I'm I have a I was looking at I was eyeing her too she's 900 I think she, oh, she's I love got, that I think she's got the, the talent to be chef for sure
1: that's an easy full one unit for me that's a hundred I'm a hundred dollar unit. or hundred Dollar unit bet right so that's easy 100 to win 900 for me that's a one unit bet with aaron blanchfield um i think she's been tested a little bit you can can save your casey o'neill talk after i go to bed uh (laughs) she she'll be for for sure i've
0: been saying this i've been at plus nine yeah
1: and, and we will never get decent odds on her Again, I mean, we loved her over Molly McCann. That was a hand-gifted... Anyway, third fighter, we get away from the women. Dude, I, this guy's a killer. Ilya Teporia.
0: Oh, I love that one, too. And his, I, he's I, a $5,000 to get the title um, there, too.
1: That is going to be another one-unit bet for me. I will bet $100 to win 5,000, that Ilya Teporia is the champion by the end of this year. That guy is vicious. He's his – some of his knockouts. It was tough for me not to put him in KO of the year. The body work that he does, yeah. I like the camp. I like the team he's with. That dude's a – a, he is a – I mean, we throw around killer a lot. Teporia, nobody's going to want to fight him.
0: No, at plus five thousand. How he matches Done. up with Islam is not. It's it's to be seen now. It's pretty crazy, but the, the defense that he showed in takedown. i now Islam's otherworldly, but you you get time, you get better. Otherworldly when, is
1: a good description.
0: When he had that uh, his takedown defense against oh god who did he fight? I'm blanking.
1: Uh, oh, Bryce Mitchell, dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Bryce, that was it. Uh, Bryce Mitchell when he beat him with Bryce Mitchell, the way that he was able he to stuff the right? takedowns. Yep,
1: he solved him. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And the way the ability to stuff the takedowns and just really assert dominance. was And was I insane. do
1: believe for some for some reason that I I will not speculate. I don't think Bryce Mitchell was all the way there for that. No, he said he had the
0: flu, but. St- Whatever he says, insane.
1: And listen, there's a difference between Bryce Mitchell trying to take you down, and Makachev trying to take you down. Like it's it's not it's not the same, but it builds confidence, and Ilya can crack, yeah. And his 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 body work is there. I just, that's, that's the biggest threat that I see to that division and to Islam. And a, you said it's plus 5,000. Yeah. I'll send you a hundred dollars right now. <laughs> and bet that. And if it hits, which I believe it will. Cause that's why I said it. That's five grand. We can do the recap show next year. We'll give three we'll k away.
0: Yeah, we'll be Oprah out here. You can you, you, you listen. You, you get a thousand. You get a thousand. You get a thousand.
1: So, I was just about to say, we're <laughs> on record. Jolly, you get a thousand for putting the bet in. I get a thousand because I'm razor sharp. The people will get three thousand. I love Iliad Sapporria, man. I I can't wait to watch him work. And we'll see if Islam wants to fight him because Ilya is going to rattle off some wins. Yeah. He just beat Bryce Mitchell, right? I, I haven't looked. I don't know if he has his next fight booked. I should. It's I not should booked know that, yet, but,
0: but I, I know he said he wants to to be active and fight in recent. Yeah,
1: but... dude, he's so. Those are my three fighters: Mackenzie Dern, because I love Mackenzie Dern, and I think her striking will get better and better. Had a couple setbacks. She has everything she needs. Uh, Aaron Blanchfield. <clears throat> who I think because she's what like twenty three? Yeah. Blanchfield's stupid, stupid, stupid young. Um yeah. she's the next evolution of women's MMA besides Odom Norton. And Ilya Teporia are my three future bets for champs by the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I I'm the my but, uh, Aaron Blanchfield for me is one and then my biggest long shot and one of my favorites, Mohammed Makhev at plus thirty five hundred. He's what? Plus 3,500.
1: Ah, oh, it's a full unit, too. Well, it's a half.
0: Yeah. I I think he's, he is he's for real. stupid talented. And he is one of the... I think top to bottom has to be one of the most feared in every facet of the flyweight division. Where he is... His grappling is ungodly. It's... It's ridiculous to see the chain wrestling that he brings. The only difference that I'd like to see him do a little bit more is when he's doing this chain wrestling is just soften soften the guy up with punches. Just do damage. And I think he will. I think he's learning. Agree. Agree. I think he was going a little bit... Now, he's not Brazilian, but he was going with the Brazilian mindset of, let me just finish this guy instead of have the ref stop it. Let me go for the tap. and was working for these... These submissions, but I, he's he's got the talent to be there, and uh, he's why, I, why I world. think that yes, they will did. give him that shot is he is in all likelihood the one to be able to beat that record of John Jones of twenty three years old and however many days, and I think don't don't kill me on it, but I think it's if he is able to get a title fight in October, he's a July birthday. If it's October or November is when the time clock would expire for him to break the record for youngest champ. Ooh, for
1: youngest ever? Yeah. Jones was super young. Was he 22, 23? He was 23,
0: and Makov is 22 right now, turns 23 in July.
1: Okay, listen, it's not out of the realm of possibility, and I know people are going to instantly say, oh, look at his last fight, he didn't finish, this and that.
0: Well, yeah, I think those he, are he, called. He did finish his last fight, but it was the one against Charles Johnson that he.
1: Did. The one before, right? Yeah, and listen, Charles Johnson's a tough out, and those are called learning experiences, and I think he will learn from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a kid. He has everything it takes. I love that. Yeah, and he's plus thirty five hundred in the flyweight division. Okay, and
0: that's it too. And then if we if we're looking at the flyweight. Figgy and Moreno, whoever loses that one's out of the picture. We're Uh, not getting a fifth for a minute. Yeah, you're never, you never
1: even get a fourth.
0: Oh yeah. Well, this is four.
1: I know that 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 never happens. Oh yeah, you never get four. Yeah. Oh, I
0: thought you meant they. uh, Well, well, we're not getting a fourth. Uh, No, we're getting a fourth. And
1: and I'm glad they do. I'm glad they're going to. But yeah, KKF.
0: I don't know if. Makhyev has a fight, but I would assume that he's actually going to be on that card.
1: Yeah, we should take a peek. Yeah, let me take a peek. I like that. You know what? I don't think they have...
0: Yeah, they don't have any... He doesn't have any. No, he definitely has everything
1: he needs. He's just got to figure it out and win some fights.
0: That's, That's the biggest ones there, I think, for... Our recap show, I think that we'll uh, we can call it there.
1: Yeah, listen, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm glad you and Just invited me on. I like my little three-minute let me go on and rant some nonsense and give out some wild long-shot props. I was happy doing that. But, of course, that's not good enough for <laughs> you guys. So here we you are can, now. You can it's do that uh, as, a full, as a
0: full host now.
1: No, it's, it's uh, cool. I actually just went out and got this goofy microphone that I hope I set up correctly. Um, I'm happy to be here with you guys. I hope Justin can join us next time. Uh, we actually do have another sponsorship. Again, it's Autumn Norton. It's next the Wednesday. Nashville. I will be out in Denver on location, repping, repping the Championship Rounds podcast. We will see her live. Uh, she's fighting a Denver local. And, again, just like last time where we called second round KO and it was a second round KO, I think this fight stays on the feet. And I think Autumn wins by KO again. So, I think it's on Axis and YouTube. Um, We'll get the specifics once we get everything out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, I'm actually going to bring my laptop out to Denver with me. Um, So, the night before on Tuesday, Jolly, if you want to court something real quick Absolutely. i'm going to meet up with autumn um she's been tremendous uh she is tremendous she's easily one of my favorite human beings on the planet earth uh we will get her on shortly after the fight win or lose i think it'll be a win uh the she's a bantamweight bantamweight title is on the line tc tenant is going to defend it that same night Just like she did her last fight, I think back in in July, maybe, when we watched it. So they're on the same card again. Uh, I have no doubt she's the best Bantamweight in Invicta. Uh, I've seen enough. She trains harder than anybody I know, and I believe she gets the call to the UFC. So we will get her on the podcast to talk about all the cool shit, not just fighting and all this other stuff, but she goes deep, man. Like I have all the respect in the world. Uh cannot sing her praises enough and I will keep saying the name Autumn Norton until you guys DM me and say, all right, I'm not gonna fucking list anymore.
0: <laughs> I, I know who she is now. But yes, it's she's going to be putting a lot of girls on notice on Wednesday. I'll tell you that. You know, right
1: she, she can she can crack. She cracks and her movement, the head movement, yeah. foot movement. Oh, it's so sweet to watch. Especially because sometimes and I'll take the heat for this one. Women's MMA can be a little All right, let me go put my pizza rolls in the microwave, (laughs) let me go get some food, let me go walk the dog, let me go get a drink, decision machines. Not autumn. Not autumn. Autumn will bleed, autumn will die, autumn throws elbows, her foot the sheet. You'll see. You'll see. Like I said, I'm gonna take my laptop. Maybe we record something on location next Tuesday night. I'll go live, I'll bring my camera. You're gonna hear me on the telecast. <laughs> if you watch on YouTube or you watch on Axis, I don't care where you watch that fight.
0: You're gonna be it's all the, general uh, admission for Molly McCann. Come I come
1: will Wednesday. <laughs> I will probably have a police response because I will be I will be cage side during her fight. You will hear me. You will hear the Championship Rounds <laughs> podcast support. I, am, I Listen, I've done it for the UFC. I've gotten thrown out of press conferences and shit for Felder. Like, I have, I have no problem going right up to that line. I'm excited. I can't wait. And it's for Autumn. Like I said, one of my favorite people on planet Earth. Autumn, the
0: National Norton. And for the 2022 year, we could close it out in 2023. May it be fruitful for everyone. For the championship yeah, good rounds. luck to everybody,
1: especially me.
0: Yep, for the Championship Rounds crew, Bill and myself, we're out.